And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast on a Monday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Stripe Show Podcast presented by Encore Golf. Encore makes three golf balls, the Vero X1, Elixir, Avant 55. And you know that one gift this holiday season that can never go wrong because we always need more of them? Golf balls, right? That's the gift. You can't go wrong because it fits. We need them. We love them. And you know what? Perhaps they want to try a different one this year. My ball that I use, the Vero X1, I absolutely love that golf ball. I tried it a couple years ago. I made the switch. Long, accurate, got good feel, control around the greens, got a nice sound off the putter face. Give it a try. If not, Check out the Elixir, the Avant 55. Three options there for you, EncoreGolf.com. It's like socks. It's like underwear. You always need them. Give this one a try. A lot of golf being played over the weekend in Orlando, Grand Lakes. Beautiful property. If you haven't been, I would certainly highly recommend it. I've made the uh, track down to Orlando so many times in my life uh, over the last 10 years, my time down at Golf Channel. And I would stay right there every once in a while. The JW Marriott, beautiful place. Lots to do for kids and family. And that's where they host the PNC Championship. The PNC Championship just seems to be getting better and better every single year. And the reason for that this year, well, because it was elevated to a whole nother level of excitement. And that was because of the return of Tiger Woods. Just a little over a year past that horrific accident that he had out in California. Fast forward, here he is wearing red with his son, Charlie, competing with a chance to win the PNC championship on Sunday. It's amazing. It's remarkable. Can't even comprehend to it. The commitment, the dedication, just the, the will to get back to compete. And you could see the discomfort. You could see the pain he was still in, you know, his gait pattern, just kind of, you know, moving around in, in, in a different way than we've seen in the past from Tiger, but he made it and he competed with his son and they put on a great show. And uh, it was just a lot of fun to watch. Now team daily, of course, they won it. Big John, little John, 27 under two ahead of team woods, Justin Thomas and his dad, Mike were minus 24 team sink minus 24. The layman's 21 under the sings 21 under team Kucher 20 under and on down. Love this event. Nellie Corda played with uh, her dad, Peter. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just one of those events that you watch it. It feels right. You know, right before the holidays warms the heart. Seeing Tiger out there smiling, loving his kid. Just awesome stuff. We'll get to Tiger. We'll get to Charlie later on in the podcast. I'm going to give you my thoughts on what I think of their swing. Both of them right now, Tiger and Charlie. I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever received more DMs, texts, emails, etc. than I have over the last two to three days on my opinion of Charlie Woods' swing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing how we are absolutely addicted to what Charlie Woods is doing right now 
with his golf game. I mean, he, he was so impressive. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on Charlie's swing game, all things a little bit later on in the show. But you got to give first here, kicking things off. You've got to give credit to Team Daly. My goodness, they played very, very well. Little John, you know, he's a player. You know, he's a, he's a junior golfer who has won big tournaments all over the country. He's a freshman at Arkansas. He's a D1 player. This young man can play. Now, will he be a professional golfer? We'll have to wait and see. But it's been fun to watch little John kind of grow up before our eyes. He's becoming a big kid. He creates good speed. He hit a lot of really good shots. The bunker shot that he hit from the fairway, 215 yards, was top shelf stuff. He, uh, he put on a good show, and his dad played well. Of course, his dad, 55 years of age, he's won five times on the PGA Tour. PGA champion back in 91, where he was the rookie of the year. Open championship in 1995, one of the most memorable tournaments that I've ever watched. I graduated high school in 95. And Big John, right there getting ready to celebrate, and Constantino Roca hits that bomb in from the front of the green to go into a playoff, and then John puts him away in a five-hole playoff. Kind of interesting, Big John's only won five times on the PGA Tour. Just an incredible talent. And could you have a more polar opposite individual opposite of Tiger Woods coming down the stretch here at the BNC Championship? Tiger, of course, the just ultimate athlete, jock, commitment, dedication, work ethic, diet, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. I mean, just you go down the list, right? The sacrifice that it takes to be the best. Tiger's done it. John, on the other hand, a little different style. And that's okay, right? John, on the other hand, what about a little bit differently? And it's been, I would say, it's served well from him from a marketable standpoint. He's probably the second biggest name in this event. All due respect to JT, I think John Daly's probably a bigger name. John showing up in his bare feet, shorts, haven't been washed in a while, probably a couple rips, belt doesn't match, shirts untucked, hadn't shaved in a while, cigarette, three, four drinks deep. <laughs> That's a style, and he owns it, and he owns it. And um, here he is, holding off Team Woods. Could you, could you write this script any better? Potentially, Tiger and Charlie win. I get it. But outside of that, Team Daly? Polar opposite? John Daly of Tiger Woods? Amazing stuff. I mean, golf's just, it just it's undefeated, right? I mean, the game is just undefeated uh, where you can have these kind of scenarios play out. But, uh, hey, congratulations to both Razorbacks. Remember, John played at Arkansas in 84 through 87 and now. His son is a freshman there. It'll be fun to follow his career. As we transition now, the discussion to Tiger and Charlie. So let's start with Tiger here and his, his swing. I mean, you know, I got to tell you, when I watched Tiger on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, I, I really didn't know what to expect because Tiger, I think, set the bar pretty low as far as expectation, you know, and that he can't create a lot of speed and 
he'll be back there hitting with JT and, you know, bunting it out there and hoping Charlie can get it in play. And I mean, his expectations in his words, he set the bar very low. And I think that was well played on his part. But the reality is, is Tiger came out and just blew me away. I mean, absolutely blew me away. The the first thing that I got to talk about here is the speed that he created with his driver. I mean, how impressive was that? He outdrove JT a couple times. He outdrove JT a couple times with his driver. The 18th hole on Sunday, Tiger stepped up there and hit a high draw up the right-hand side. When Tiger's hitting high draws with his driver, that's a good sign. That was a good sign in his peak day because Tiger can squeeze fade probably any club out there. But to, to, to reach back and hit a high draw, and he almost rolled it right up there with Charlie, it was just amazing. His performance on Sunday was very impressive. I mean, I, I sit here today, and I am filled with optimism, and I am 99.9% sure that Tiger will be back competing to win on the PGA Tour in 2022. And the reason is for what I saw with the driver. Incredible blown away by the speed that he was able to create. And that's what it's going to come down to. I've talked a lot about it here on the podcast. I mean, what kind of speed can he get to with the driver? Because that'll determine how competitive he can be. And yes, he doesn't have the endurance. He's talked about that. You can see that. I mean, Tiger's moving around gingerly out there. But to reach back and do that, I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, I was blown away by how much speed he created with the driver. And I'll go ahead and say this. With his technique and the way that he is swinging the golf club, I think he'll be very accurate as well. I do. I I think he'll be very accurate with his driver. Now, he's not going to be like young Tiger when he was bombing it and he was longer than everybody else off the tee. And he was just as accurate as the shorter guys, which was just unfair. But I think he's going to be very accurate with his driver. And the reason is because his technique to me looks really, really good. And it brings me to my second point. As I watched Tiger come back this time, I watched Tiger come back the previous time and Chris Coma kind of helped him put things back together. It just becomes so evident to me that through the period that Tiger went through, and all these different swing changes. And he went through this period where all of a sudden Tiger was hanging left. He would take it back. His hand path went in excessively. His spine kind of dropped. You can see his head drop. And he would hang left. And just how much that hurt him. And just how much that was my least favorite Tiger swing. Hanging left. Stay left thump down on it. Steep attack angle. Yes. Okay. Wedges nine, eight. Can that help some people? Yes. Longer irons driver. No, I hate it. And you get into this, like this discussion of the difference between weight and pressure. And I'm not going to get into all that right now with you. I'm going to peel it back and just keep it very simple. When you look at tiger now and you watch him set up from face on and you watch him make his turn into the backswing, what you see is you see him kind of load up into his right side. You see him kind of Move to the right a little load up and then back to the left. And then he hits it back during this time. You would watch tiger 
and you'd watch that same angle and then he would turn. And if I asked you, which way is he now? Is he, is he hanging left or is he loading up to his right? And you'd be like, oh, he's hanging left. Like night and day. His spine would drop. He'd hang left, stay left. Yeah. Good luck with that. Not good for the driver's speed, accuracy, and it's not good on your body. Can't be good on your body. Couldn't have been good for him. Comes back. Chris helps him kind of retool some things. All of a sudden, now you see him wider. You see him moving to the right more, then back to the left, and he can hit it. Now, as he comes back, that's what you see. I love it. Absolutely love it. That swing that he kind of fell into where he was hanging left was trash. No good. Wasn't good at all for him. Look at him now. This is where Tiger needs to be. And I think it's a big statement and where we should be. Now, I know there's different ways to swing the club. I get that. But if we're learning something here through all of these different swings with Tiger, can we at least agree that can we just, it's okay to move a little to the right, load up, back to the left and hit it. And can we just put to rest this hanging left crap? Put that to rest. Tiger swing looks good. The, uh, the speed was impressive, blew me away. The accuracy is going to be there. It's going to be there. The iron game, we know it's going to be there. Tiger is the greatest iron player of all time. It's going to be there. You saw signs of it already with the long irons, couple towering four irons. His distance control with the wedges already dialed in, looked sharp, looked confident. His putter looked good. Tiger's back, folks. Tiger is back. Now, how much endurance is he going to have? How much is he going to, uh, how, you know, how, when is he going to play and, and where he can, he feel like he can compete from a physical standpoint for four rounds? I don't know. You know, I don't have the answers to that. But from what I saw there, as far as skill and being able to go out there and create some speed, I was absolutely blown away. Now, speaking of speed and speaking of golf swings and speaking of things that I like, this 12-year-old, Charlie Woods, impressive. What a cool kid, right? I mean, just a, just a cool kid. Can you imagine being Charlie Woods? Learning about just the stardom of your dad, the impact that he's had on the game, all of the positive things that he's done, the mistakes that he's made, of course, off the golf course and how that's played out in the public eye and and here's Charlie, this spitting image of Tiger. He's got all the swag. <laughs> He's got all the swag. He, he, he looks like he could be playing the PGA Tour right now in his walk and the way that he just goes about it. Smiling, spinning the club. He's got it all. He really does. And the first thing that jumps out to me with Charlie when I watch his game is just how fundamentally sound he is at a dress. His driver setup is perfect. His iron setups are perfect. His little approach wedge shots are perfect. Bunker play, chipping, pitch shots around the green, his putting setup, everything is perfect. Can't set up to it better. Fundamentally A+. Second thing that really stood out to me is how well he controlled his distances with his approach game. His wedge is 9-8. This is a kid that clearly 
already has tremendous feel of the face path relationship. So he's going to hit the starting line and the curve that he's looking for, but also just the dynamic loft and controlling trajectory and all that adding up to controlling distance control. Very impressed on his ability to control distances. I think the third and probably the third thing here, as I'll, as I'll get to, and there's, there's some meat on this one here. So kind of bear with me on this discussion with the swing. I, I got a lot of feedback on, not feedback, but a lot of questions, I should say, about his grip. And is his grip too strong, right? Because Charlie has a grip that is definitely a little bit on the stronger side. Kids at this age who can really open up their hips and their shoulders, and Charlie can open up. I mean, there's some pictures of his impact position that are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I would give a finger to be able to open up half that much. That ability to open up just helps stabilize the face. And when, you're, when you can open up that much, a stronger grip, which will get the club face a bit more shut, um, can, you know, is a good complement to that, right? Those components kind of match up better. And I think it's a good thing for him right now that his grip is a little bit on the stronger side, that his club face is a little bit shut at the top because that matches up with his ability to open up and those go together to, to kind of stabilize. I will say this though. I do think that Tiger, or excuse me, I do think that Charlie's grip looks a bit weaker this year than it did last year. And as a result of that, I do think the club face is not as shut at the top as it was last year. So I do think over the last year or so, you're seeing the grip weaken a touch, the face not as shut. And I think that's something that they'll probably manage. And I'm sure Tiger managing um, as he gets older. And you'll have to manage that as Charlie grows and goes through growth spurts. His body will change. So you need to manage that. This is something that I've been through many, many times with kids. When I taught full-time every day, all day, TPC Sawgrass, World Golf Village, my niche was developing junior golfers. So I've been through this process of teaching kids from 10, 11, 12, through high school into college days, developing players just like Charlie Woods. Great players, players that win um, big junior events, AJGA events, Florida State championships. So that's this is something that I've been through and is I'm, you know, it's fun for me to kind of watch from a distance. And I think to this point, it's been just managed perfectly. And Tiger knows what it's like to hit shots with the face a little bit more shut at the top, like he did when he was younger to a club face that's a bit more rotated open to. Uh, when he went to Hank Haney and that's the change that he meant. And then he went back to that little stronger face position and now not quite as strong now. So he's been through all this. He, he knows, you know, he, he knows better than anybody what needs to happen to manage that stronger grip face a bit more shut versus a weaker grip face a bit more open. But when you look at Charlie's swing and you look at this perfect setup, the first thing that jumps out is the width, right? I mean, he's very wide. His hand path, although it's coming in, it's staying out, you know, it's staying out away from his chest. It's very wide. And he gets that kind of little later wrist hinge with this 
full dynamic turn to the top. And then from there again, he's loaded. He's loaded into the right side. Now he can bring the shaft down. Now the weight can move back to the left side. He's got all kinds of time to get over there and rotate and do what he wants to do and let it exit around to the finished position. It's beautiful. It's a great swing. It really is. It's got shaft lean. Um, like I said, he's, he's able to manage the dynamic loft so he can hit the flight that he wants so he can control distance, that nice little piercing fade off the tee. And it's just, it's, it's really, really clean stuff. And, you know, I think as he gets older and as he go through growth spurts, they'll manage different things. And I would say probably if I had to kind of bring it down to like three things, I think the number one thing will be them managing that grip face dynamic, how strong the grip is, what the club face looks like at the top. That'll be number one as they go through this. I think number two will be just keeping the swing lengthened out so they can maximize speed um, where he's able to really crank on it with the driver, building the speed, getting comfortable swinging at that speed. And then I think, you know, the third thing is, is just hitting all the shots. I mean, Tiger was a shot maker. You know, we're in an era where the ball doesn't curve much. We see players not working the ball much anymore, but Tiger was the complete opposite. Tiger worked the ball completely. There's a great story that I read where Justin Thomas asked Tiger after the hero what he thought of his game. And Tiger was very honest with him. He said, you need more shots. Shots that you hit are great, but you need more shots. If you want to be the number one player in the world and you want to be dominant like me, you need more shots. And you know Tiger with Charlie, Charlie's going to hit shots. I'd be very surprised if, Ty, if Charlie works into this mold of just hitting it dead straight. I think Charlie will hit at different trajectories. I think he'll hit at different curves, and he'll have all nine shots that Tiger used to work on. So I think that's something that they'll continue to manage where he's able to do that through his bag for the most part and have all those shots. So it's going to be fun to watch. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let Charlie be a 12 year old and grow and do the things um, that 12 year olds do that 13 year olds do 14 year olds do. Let's not predict how many major championships he's going to, he's going to win where he's going to go to school, how many times he's going to win on the PGA tour. There's so many tweets that I responded to and just deleted. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Here's one quote, great move, Charlie. And I agree that leaving it alone would be a wise move. That being said, Tiger reinvented his swing a few times beside the fact that his move was just fine. Let's not talk about Charlie having to reinvent his swing. Charlie's 12. He's in great hands. He looks fantastic right now. Very impressed with Charlie Woods. As I was very impressed with John Daly II. But no more impressed than I was with Tiger. I mean, that blew me away, folks. And as I sign off here, this being the only podcast of the week. Because I'm going to take a little time off. I hope you get to take a little time off. But I'm very optimistic about Tiger returning in 2022. Speed that he created with the driver, out driving JT a couple times, absolutely blew me away. He's back, folks. It's going to happen. 2022 is set up. It's going to be an incredible year. PGA Tour, the players, this young group, this young group of 
Americans that we saw um, and their domination at the Ryder Cup. Got the International Cup coming up this coming year. We're going to kick off 2022 with Trevor Immelman, who's the captain of the international team. He'll be joining us on the podcast. We've got some other big names coming as well. I can't share with everything for you, but as perhaps an optimistic and big year coming for Tiger Woods in returning to the golf course, we're right there with you with the Stripe Show podcast. We've had a huge year. I can't thank you enough for being here. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please make sure you've left us a comment and a ranking. That goes a long ways. Our goal is to get this podcast to the top five. We're on our way. Tell your friends, huge lineup coming next week as we sign off for this week. Huge lineup coming next week and an even bigger year coming in 2022. Remember, go visit travisfoltongolf.com backslash membership. Speaking of gifts that you can't go wrong, there's a green option, a blue option, or you can just get the instruction bundle, all kinds of cool stuff coming on my website. Super excited about that. Go check it out. It's going to be a great year. I can't thank you enough for being here. I wish you all a Merry Christmas. I will return next Monday on the podcast, kicking off a big week as we count it down to what's going to be the best year for Travis Fulton Golf in 2022. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll talk to you in a week. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low-compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.